This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is a show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. And every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food culture in Malaysia, and I bring in some food friends and experts to talk about it. So... Today, you might have noticed that the audio quality is slightly different because we're doing an off-site recording this week. Uh, slightly, <laughs> we've, we've been slightly affected by the COVID-19 virus, um, but no worries. Today, we are in Open House Restaurant in KLCC with its owner, Andrew Wong. Those of you who have followed the show might remember Andrew from episode 17 of our show where he brought in some really, really special Malaysian produce like buah kulim, jenawan uh, kukur and basically taught us all about the produce of our jungles that we never really see much in Malaysian restaurants. So today again, we have Andrew on the show uh, to talk about his new Johor menu. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Uh, thank you for having me again. <laughs> and we also have a very special guest today um, who Andrew is collaborating with. We have Hartini Zainuddin, the founder of Yayasan Chowkit. Hello, hello. <laughs> cool. So, <laughs> and you're very, very stunning. Uh, bar dining room today, Andrew. Thanks again for inviting us over. Oh, pleasure. Such a pleasure always to have you here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange. I was thinking, hey, I should be at the studio, but no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have a uh, new menu that you just recently released, and I've tried the food last week, and it is stellar, I must say, and Hartini has tried it as well, and we both love the food. Thank you. Thank you. Um, give us an overview of the menu and what it is about. Um, so we've been open for over a year already and, and we thought it should be time for us to introduce some new dishes onto the menu. Uh, so one of the things that we've always planned to do was to introduce new dishes from different states of Malaysia. Uh, so for this round, we thought we are going to feature dishes from Johor. Mm. That's how the Johor menu came about. Uh, and uh, it's been interesting again, you know, researching about the food in Johor and where the provenance comes from and the story behind a lot of the dishes as well. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been quite illuminating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for us in, in KL, right, we don't really see, like, we see a lot of Kelantan restaurants, maybe like some Sarawak dishes, but Johor is in like a, a state that we are very very familiar with in terms of the food like some people have I guess one thing that people always go to is like Johor Laksa correct and the weird or interesting thing about Johor Laksa is they use spaghetti yes right? yes mm. so the story behind this is that um, Sultan Abu Bakar in 1866 went to Europe um, and he ordered his, his uh, chefs to use spaghetti instead of rice noodles for his laksa and that's how it came about mm. so Johorian Cuisine is influenced not just by the Italians, but you know there's a lot of Chinese, Arab, uh, Bugis, and Javanese influences in it as well. So you know, because Johor used to be an empire, 
they 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 are in part stretch from the Riau Archipelago to Sulawesi and and, and further along and mm. to, to Borneo as well. So it was also a trading place, and of course, its proximity to Singapore, you you get a lot of uh, traders coming into into uh, Johor at the time as well. So yeah, the food is very rojak, <laughs> <laughs> very very rojak. So uh, one of the dishes that we had to put on to the menu was the southern buah rojak. Mm. For that reason, because uh, it was also interesting to note, you know, a lot of the rojak that we eat here in KL is highly uh, uh, swung towards uh, um, the Peranakan style, where the gravy is thicker. Right. But the Johorian version of it is a lot lighter, the sauce, and um, is spicier. Ah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So, so the other day we had we had your rojak, right? And there were a lot of like different kinds of uh, fruits and vegetables that you don't usually see. Isn't it? Yeah. So the Johorian rojak, from what we learned, was that you know uh, there are also many different versions of it, of course. But the one that we featured in this restaurant here was the 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 bua rojak. Um, we took a bit of liberty in adding some of the other fruits in into it as well. Mm. But uh, I think that's okay though because uh, Johor food is so rojak anyway, right? Exactly. So, you can just add yeah. it <laughs> so it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing that we know we're going to call this a southern bua rojak, you uh. know, and, and, and but yeah, the sauce and all of that is very typically uh, Johorian mm. rojak. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Hartini, actually, what was your what was your favorite dish of the night from that day? Oh my god, I can't I can't even decide. <laughs> that rojak was something else, yeah. We had that crunchy bits. What was that crunchy well, bits? It was the uh, uh, fish skin. Ah. It was so good. <laughs> that was so good. And then you had the was it ribs? The ribs, the Yes, that's right. Ah, the beef oh beef short ribs. Yeah. Oh my god, that was just amazing. No, I think I'm Johorian. So and my mother is Johorian and she came that night as well. And um, my father was also Johorian. Um, so for us it was it was just wonderful because we were we were eating um, food that, that some of it which we were familiar with, some of it which we weren't. And uh, but there was history steeped in it, so my uncle knew it from the time when he was a child. So he was telling us how he was eating this when he was a kid. And oh, it was wonderful! It was wonderful. It was just, it was an experience. I mm. think it, and that's what it was. I think it was storytelling through food, mm. which I thought was just incredible, and it was so wonderful. And overall, did the did the menu kind of like bring you back to the food of Johor? Did it do it justice for me? Yes, for my uncle and my aunt who were like in their eighties, and my mother, much more. Because ah. they remember dishes that, that aren't around That you anymore. can't really see now. You can't see anymore. Oh, so Andrew, where do you find like all these old recipes or old dishes and get Very the much again, them? you know, it's the team. Uh, I have not eaten some of these dishes myself before too, so I don't even know what it is to ah. start off with, to be honest with you. But again, you know, that they've been amazing. They went back to their kampongs and they dug out, you know, recipes from their moms and their grandmothers. And the funny story here again was because I have never eaten some of these dishes and neither have so many of us. Um, we literally had to go around the entire restaurant asking them, uh, our team, who's from Johor? Come <laughs> and try this food because you got to tell us whether this is the right way of doing it or the wrong way of doing it. So, you know, and it was also nice to hear again from so many of our our, our boys and girls and said that you know oh the last time I had this was when my grandma was alive mm. and I remember it was something like this something like that so you know and, and, and that was like okay so it, the, the final test was did it taste good or not right and, and I think that was when we said yes this will go into the menu or no it won't go into the right. menu um, but yeah one of those dishes is like the the, the unkep for example uh, usually it's called the unkep ayam penchen that's what I learned 
Yeah. Our team is drooling already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know I've never had that before in my life, right? So it was interesting to to try these dishes and say, wow, this is a new taste profile that I've never had mm. before on and, and Malay food. Yeah, you were telling us about the the dish itself as well, right? Like other uh, ayam penchen is basically the like penchen penchen chicken. chicken uh, I right? was yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a, a special breed. Yeah, right? yeah, I've never I thought heard so of. Too. Right, and I said, what's this ayam penchen? What's this ayam penchen? I said, it's basically pensioned chicken. <laughs> chicken that cannot, you know, legs anymore and then, you mm. know, we eat them. <laughs> right. So, yeah. it's usually like, I guess the the meat itself is a bit drier, a bit tougher. Yes. So, they kind of like bring it up in a stew, right? Correct. And they sort of soften the meat and make it like Correct. a bit more tender with the longer cooking process. Yeah. It, it, it's, so, the angkep comes from the word mungket. Uh, basically, which means is to stew the the, mm. the chicken with the spices and all that. Mm. Um, but we we tweaked it a little bit. Instead of using uh, uh, ayam penchen, we use uh, ayam kampung instead for for our ah. for our dish. We felt that um, it was tastier. Uh, and secondly, you know, ayam penchen the meat is a bit tough. Mm. <laughs> and and I guess it's also it'll be really hard to find like a. A yes, pension chicken. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I, we thought, you know, woof. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. We are going to take a really quick break. I've been speaking to Andrew Wong from Open House Restaurant and Hartini Zainuddin from Yayasan Chow Kit. Stay with us. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. <laughs> Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I'm Jun and I've been speaking with Andrew Wong from Open House Restaurant and Hartini Zainuddin from Yayasan Chow Kit. In the first half of the show, we heard about the new Johor menu at Andrew's restaurant. And besides the food and flavours, there's something else that's pretty special about the menu too. And it's that for the month of March, proceeds from the Johor menu will be donated to Yayasan Chow Kit, a centre that's providing opportunities to underprivileged children around the Chow Kit area in KL, and most recently in Langkawi too. Something special that people don't really do for a lot of menus is that uh, for this menu, you are doing it in collaboration with Yayasan Chow Kit, which uh, Hartini is in charge of. Yes. Uh, Hartini yes. is running. Yeah. Yes. Can you tell us how that collaboration came about? <coughs> okay, so, so, so Andrew and Brian are friends with us for a, for a long, long time. And, and I think we've been sitting around talking about different um, child rights issues um, and talking about different things that I was doing and, you know, what, what was I doing? And, I, you know, I was really concerned about all these marginalized children. And, you know, we were starting a new project in Langkawi, uh, working with um, school dropouts. Mm. Um, and in the local communities and how you know, it was really important to you know, work out programs and alternative educational opportunities for young people in the creative industry mm. to, to look at um, different things. So, you know, is it performing arts? Is it food? Um, you know, and, and tourism? And how do, how do we get these children in? So, so yeah. There's so, so many. <laughs> there's so Seems many like there's things. so many yeah, things going so, on. Right. So, so um, and the, I was having a hard time raising funds. Mm. Um, to start the program because we've taken uh, we're renting Yasmin Ahmad's house oh, so, okay. so you know and wow. and so I was telling I was telling Andrew and I was like you know I, I, you know, I really need help and this is my vision and he mm. was like why don't we help you 
mm. raise the funds for but, that. So that's how it happened. Mm. Yeah. But in a nutshell, give us a description or introduction to what you do and what. Uh, oh my yes God! I forgot is. to tell you. That. Okay, so so Yes and Child Kid is an organization, an NGO uh, that works primarily in and around Child Kid first. Mm-hmm. We started there first, um, looking at ways in which we can uphold the rights of children and to provide direct services to children as well. And we do that through a number of ways. You know, we have volunteers. We do advocacy a lot. We lobby a lot with the government, um, with different organizations, partner with and collaborate with other organizations and NGOs. Um, and we try to figure out the best way to provide the best opportunities for children through programs, through lobbying, through lots of different ways. Mm. But then, of course, the call came to go to Langkawi mm. and to look at also marginalized children, but in a different setting, which was more rural. So we've been always in urban and same issue, same address, and then trying to see how they get included in the community. And we just thought the best way is through the creative industry and to try to do something with tourism. So that's how it started. Right. Yeah. What's the biggest difference that you found with uh, the project in Langkawi yeah. in a rural environment versus the one in, in Chowkit? The difference? I'll tell you the similarities first. Okay, the kids. go ahead. <laughs> um, the difference is there is a different mentality, I think, in terms of how we address issues. Um, the children, the young people, I'm not going to call them children, the young people are the same. It's just, um, I think they need more support and resources, um, which are concentrated more, I think, in the bigger towns than they are in Langkawi. And so we need to find ways to collaborate and work with different uh, stakeholders, to whether it's state or national to help to address the issues. We're working with local communities and there's another um, group of people, NGOs, churchgoers, who are also working with youth in Kwa. Mm. So that's more urban. We're in Kampung Matsira, which is a little more rural, right. even in Langkawi itself, to try to see how we can work together, share resources and work better. Mm. So yeah, differences, similarities. It's, I, w- I don't want to say it's an urban-rural divide, but it's an urban-rural divide. <laughs> yeah, we just they need more resources, mm. I think, and help. Right. And have you been kind of working or collaborating with uh, yeah. a lot of restaurants or in particular or like food yes. people? Yes. So, so one of the biggest problems in Langkawi is the fact that um, hotels and, and, and restaurants can't employ local staff. That it, It's very hard to retain um, local staff because they keep, they keep leaving and they keep doing something else. And I think one of the biggest frustrations for the operators, even on the beaches and hotels and restaurants, was that how do we get the local community to want to be involved in the biggest, you know, mm. um, contributor, I guess, to the local, tur- to the local tourism business, right. right? Restaurants and hotels. How do we get Lankawians to want to work on that? So that was an issue that I had to look at. Um, to see how we could get them included. So hospitality training, we're working with Ministry of Higher Education to look at ways in which the MOHE, the community colleges and polytechnics, has a has a hospitality centre in Langkawi that hardly anyone goes to. Oh. They don't have lo- not very many local uh, students from Langkawi. Yeah? Oh, why, why is that actually? That They're the not locals They're are not, not interested. interested? They would rather do other things that maybe pay less but allow them the free time to do other things. It's a... It sounds very, yeah, it, it's a just a different attitude, I think. So it's not just about education. It's about allowing them to, the space to be able to try different things, respect their culture and their way of life, um, but also ensure that they all have jobs or they go to school if they don't want to stay in school. Mm. Um, and to, to try to contribute as well. So we're trying to do fun things like performing arts, like, you know, um, doing local tour 
groups with you know bicycles that are given by the Ministry of Tourism going through the villages but stopping at your local um, your local stalls on the side of your thing and and improving the food so I am looking I'm looking at Andrew <laughs> I am looking like next year to see how we can work with um, the big top restaurants to help the local community improve their kadaimama, their kadai, you know, the small food, so that they, mm. when they go on the bicycle tours, they know where to go right. to stop and improve the quality of food and to get the young people interested in cooking. Mm. You know, we have beautiful food in Langkawi, but not many people know where to go. Huh? They only know how to go to the hotel. To <laughs> a couple of no, yeah, that's true. I recently went to Langkawi, maybe like a few, few months ago, half a year ago. Yeah. And yeah, all the yeah. food. I mean, you know, the, the, you have your gulai yeah. and stuff, right? So you have your gulai and then you have your fish and you have this thing. But not many people know how to do it. And, and you know, I think it's important to to pass down your heritage and your tradition and your stuff. And so, so Andrew doesn't know this yet. So, yeah. So, so um, <laughs> yeah. So down the line next year, you know. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a Langkawi like menu, is pop it? Up, <laughs> a pop-up restaurants, you know, pop-up places in our house because we've got this oh, house right. house uh-huh. to be able, f- um, because we have a huge kitchen to see if local chefs and restaurants would like to help to teach the kids how to do different dishes and mm. yeah, and get a little more involved and then to also help the local restaurants and right, right. could I to do that. Yeah, mm. that, know that, that, that sounds fun. It's a big surprise, <laughs> but that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, so that's the plan. So that's the plan. Ah, yeah. right. And actually, so, before you even started on this Langkawi project, your center, yeah. uh, and before it was even called Yayasan Chowkit, it has been running in uh, Yeah, in Chowkit since area. 2005. So we were a program mm. in Chowkit called Ruma Nur Salam. Mm. Ruma for house, Nur Salam for um, peace and light, uh, right. light and peace. So it was supposed to be sanctuary. So we, it was supposed to be these safe spaces for children to be able to run to if they needed food, shelter, education, health services. Mm. If they needed to protection. So th- that was the plan. It was that was why it was called sanctuary. It was called Rumanur Salam. Right. But then we became a foundation. We incorporated, and um, it was decided that you know that we take back the name that Chauke isn't a bad word, which is why we called it San Chauke because mm. um, we want to take back that name, which has all these negative connotations. And mm. It belongs to the children. I don't. I don't want children to run away from chocolate. We want children to come back to chocolate and contribute. And that's what it is. All mm. about. And term and in terms of like your uh, the Yesan chocolate within chocolate uh, itself. Yes. <laughs> Have you been working with like uh, restaurants yes. and so we're working people, hospitality? Um, yes. So we're working with Amun. Amun Amun Hotel. Amun Hotel, right? The chocolate. We're talking. We're actually starting a program with them, um, with a local community as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we have a soup kitchen. We feed about 100 children for lunch and dinner. Mm. So all the local shops and people and single mothers enough take turns cooking food to bring. So, so yeah, and we're big foodies. Mm. You know? So, yeah, so we need to think <laughs> so of things. Yeah, so I guess like this collaboration with Open House. Oh, it's a natural. Like, mm. it's, it's, I think it's personal, but it's also very... I think visionary because, you know, they, they decided, okay, Tini, you know, here's the money for Langkawi, go do what you need to do. So, and it's great because, you know, nobody actually looks at the creative industry to to sort of be the content for educational opportunities for children, for young people. So it's cool. Mm. It's cool that they're taking this risk with me. <laughs> <laughs> but the the collaboration is only running till the end of March, yeah. right? So for the whole month... For now. For, for now, for <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, so for the month of March, um, um, any of the dishes that you order from the Johor menu, um, all the profits goes to Yaya Sanchao Kit. Right. So we want to try and raise as much funds as we can 
So yeah, please come, bring your family, bring your friends, and and, and host your corporate dinners or or you know business lunches or dinners, uh, and order the Johor menu because mm. that all the profits, all of it goes to Yayasan Chow Kit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and I can personally vouch for the food itself as well. <laughs> can I say something on behalf of the children and the staff at YCK? Um, thank you so much for collaborating with us and partnering with us. I mean, it's amazing and such a wonderful, exciting opportunity as well. So, yeah. Thank you. I mean, oh no, actually, I want to say thank you to to Hartini as well because of all the good work that they do. And you know, for me, I'm just tumpang glamour. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so no, I mean, it's it's just you know just a small little thing that we can do. And I think all the stuff that she's doing with Yayasan in 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 uh, Chocolate Road and also now in Langkawi is amazing. So yeah, uh, please support support the good courses that YCK is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can support it by coming to Open House and uh, eating Order. dishes from the yeah. Johor menu. Um, but at the same time, for those people who are Interested in finding out more about Yayasan Chow Kit? Um, yeah. Where can they find you? Um, you can just go to our website, which is at www.yck.org.my. Or, or else, you know what? When you come eat, you can just ask people like, how do you get in touch with Tini and Andrew Nose? Cool. Well, yeah. uh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much for me. being here with me today and talking to me about your menu. Thank you. And Yayasan Chow Kit as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's all we have for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or visit our website at www.bfm.my. And as usual, for fun recipes and funky food writing, you can visit my blog at junandtonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C.com. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.